This is Angel Talk with Brenda Hardwick, the podcast you can find on Anchor and also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcast Networks. I am Brenda Hardwick, and today our title is Why Did My Angels Choose Me? This is the August 31st podcast. Why did my angels choose me? Another way to ask the question is, why do I have angels? Your angels choose you because they care about you. Simple. That's it. They care. Your guardian angels are people who knew you when they were living. Whether it was for a few minutes, whether it was for a past life. Most of the people that I have met and had as clients have only had one guardian angel that was connected from past life. Although I've had at least one that's had more from past lives. They choose you because you were special to them. They cared about you and they want to help. Guardian angels always over your left shoulder. They're the ones that poke and prod. They're the ones that whisper in your ear when they think they need you to listen to something or when you ask for help, but you're not listening. Your guardian angels are there for you. They choose you because you ca- they care. They choose you because from the other side, they can see some of the things that you're going to have to face depending on previous choices you've made or maybe even because of their relationship with you and what they know about you. The angels don't have any ulterior motive. There isn't any particular reason why they choose you other than they love you and they care. Love is your big reason. They love you. All of our angels want us to succeed. They want us to do the things that we want to do, that we plan to do. They want us to be the person that we want to be. And they are there to help. But you got to remember, they can't help unless you ask. That's important. That's very important. We have to ask. There's so many things that they can help with. Most of the stories, movies, Not all of them, but most of them that you hear about and read about have to do with life and death situations. And that's because that's when we ask for help. Not until the semi is within 30 seconds of smacking us and we realize we can't get out the way. Oh, Lord, please help. Please send help. Angels help. Michael, help. And then they swoop in and do the best they can to help. 
But it's not just life and death that they want to help with. They want to help you with everything. And in my personal experience, if you just get out of their way, they can do what we call miracles. Down here in this 3D human existence, miracles do happen every day. Consider the fact that you went to sleep last night and woke up this morning. That alone can be considered a miracle that you're still breathing after going to sleep. But when we ask for something specifically, or even in our naivete, in our not knowing enough, we ask a nebulous question. We ask for help without details. They do the best they can to answer. Life is always filled with stuff that just makes you go, what? WTF? I can remember days when I was younger, being on my knees and asking, why me? What is it that I have done that requires I do this, I go through this, that I have to handle this? Never particularly got an answer, but when I asked for help with whatever it was, I got help. Sometimes things would just miraculously resolve. Sometimes the answers the things that I needed to do to make it happen would just be in my head. Things I would never think of or hadn't thought of until I asked for help. And asking for help is not easy for us. And they know that. While the majority of the angels that I've spoken with don't particularly have a lot of remembrance or memory of being human and the everyday parameters and limitations of being in the 3D box, what that means and what that causes. Most of them don't remember that because when you get on the other side, you learn of the vastness that really exists. We are limited in this 3D existence because it's what we do to ourselves. The walls we put up, the requirements we make, they're not necessarily really there. It is so gratifying to ask for something and have it answered quickly. Unfortunately, most of what we ask for, we're asking for D or E or F and A, B, C haven't been done yet. And so they have to start with A, B, C. But they'll let you know they're working on it. They throw you signs. They give you messages. Being open to the possibility that they can be there, that they can help that they can do anything. And I mean that. They can do anything. Because 
they are, after all, angels. It's important for you to remember that they can do anything. Now, whether they are allowed to do some things that we ask for, that's a little bit different. You ask for things that maybe you're not ready for, or maybe you haven't done the groundwork to receive. Or maybe it's just as simple as you don't know how to receive. That's a thing. They'll wait on you. They'll wait on you to figure out what you need to do in order to be ready to receive what they can bring you. Sometimes it's as simple as just allowing the possibility in your mind that it can happen. How many times have you asked for something of someone with the firm opinion and knowledge that they're not going to do it, that they can't do it, that they won't do it, but you ask anyway because there's some human requirement that makes you feel that you need to ask. But you have no confidence in the person being able to get it done. Well, that's kind of like how it is with the angels. We ask for stuff and then try and figure out how to make it happen ourselves. The challenge with that is, as long as you're trying to do it yourself, they can't help you. If we insist on that struggle, they have to let us do it. And they watch, which, to be quite honest, keeps them very amused. We always go about things the hard way, the most difficult way, the way that is the most challenge, because that's what we're taught the expectation is. And it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a simple invitation to go somewhere, to be with someone, or the task of making dinner when you're tired. If you ask for help, you'll get it. Here's a simple test, if you will. And they know we like tests. And they know that we test them. The next time you're in traffic, just ask your angels, clear the road from me so I can get where I'm going. Simple. Clear the road for me. And then give it a few minutes and watch what happens. You can make it a little harder. Consider a person that you have difficulty dealing with. And you know that you have a meeting with them at work. And it doesn't really matter whether that meeting is in person online, on the telephone, but you really don't want to talk with them today because handling their ish is more than you have 
space for. Ask your angels, can you run interference for me? Can we move this meeting to Friday so I don't have to do it today? Now, the first part of that request was good. Can you move this meeting to Friday? The second part of that, little bit of difficulty in there because the words I said, because I don't have the space to deal with it today. There was a contraction in there, the word don't. All contractions are negative words. You want to leave them out. You want your request to be in positive words. So asking them to get that meeting moved to Friday or to next week or to next month, that is easy. They can do that and they will. You don't even have to give them a date. You can say, just get them to move it to later. When you add that contraction in there, it causes a problem because it's negative. Matter of fact, they don't really hear and acknowledge those words. And if you look at your sentence with the contractions out of it, when I said, I don't have the capacity to handle that today, take the contraction out. I have the capacity to handle that today. So it contradicts what you've asked for. Be careful of your words. Write them down if you need help with that. Keep the negatives out. I want to go to a movie this weekend. But my calendar is full of a whole bunch of other stuff. How do I fix that? I want to go to the movie this weekend. Can everything else on my calendar just be moved? That's all positive. How you say it matters. And you can ask for anything and everything. They are willing to do it and they will. Your angels chose you because they felt that they could help you with what you're facing in your life, with your next steps, with just being you. They felt they could help you. Whether it's one of your ancestors, <clears throat> whether it's your mom or dad, whether it's a wife, a husband, a child. If they've come in and chosen to be your guardian, they're with you for the duration. They'll be there for the rest of this life. <clears throat> Even the ones I call elders, those are the angels that attach from a past life. Even when they are present, they are there for the duration. They can always choose to move on and go somewhere else and do something else when your life ends. 
But what I have seen with most of the elders that is that they stick. Maybe it's curiosity of what you'll do next time in the next life. Maybe it's just that their love for you is that deep that they want to be there and they want to help. When people come to see me, I tell them with as much accuracy as I can get who their angels are. I do the best I can to give them a time, usually by their age. That's the age of the client, not the age of the angel, as far as when they attached. My observation has been that they attach when something happens, when there's an event, an incident, when there's something that angelic attention is needed for. They come in. And once they attach, they're always there. And they help as best they can when you ask for their help. One of my catchphrases is angels wait. Because that's most of what they do. They wait for you to ask for their help, for you to ask for their intervention. They wait for the right time to make their presence known. And most of that time, we miss the fact that it's our angels that are stepping in and saying anything or doing anything. They find us of value. So they come in to help. I'm glad I have my angels. And I know who they are, but I don't even call them by name when I ask them for something. I just ask, okay, angels, I need blah, 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 blah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because the names are only important for us. Even when I am working with a client, their angels don't tell me their names. They said, I don't need that in my head. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I don't need to know everybody's angels' names. I'm okay with that. Now, when it comes to the archangels, the archangels, they line up on your right shoulder. These angels come in depending on what they know your day is going to be like. They know what you are going to face. They know about that meeting with the boss that you really don't want to go to. They know about the discussion at dinner that's going to be difficult because one of the kids has gotten in trouble because somebody lost a job, because somebody's hurting and hasn't said anything until now. They know about these. And so they line up and show up according to who's needed. I work primarily with the first 15 archangels.
there are those that show up for almost everybody, like Archangel, Seraphim, Michael. Michael's there for almost everybody. He's protection. He protects you. He protects me. And most of the time, they just kind of hang out and wait till they're asked to step in. They are present so that they can be quickly moved when they have to. And there are angels that just show up when you need them. Like Azario, who handles grief. She shows up when you need her. She doesn't just hang around all the time. And that's okay. When you ask your angels to help, it's one of the reasons I don't address my angels by name is because I want all of them to listen. And whoever can handle what I'm needing, that's who I want to step in. So I don't name them. I don't call them by name. I just call them by angels. And I have confidence that whoever shows up is going to be able to do what I asked. Your angels are there. They chose you because they love you. And even though they're on the other side of the veil, they still love you. This has been Angel Talk with Brenda Hardwick. This was the August installment, episode five. I hope you'll share this with friends. I hope you'll listen to the other episodes. I hope you'll tune in next month, fourth Wednesday of the month. And yes, I missed it by a week this month, but hey, I'm human too. I wish all of you love. And I wish all of you the presence and the ability to ask your angels for help when you need it. Namaste.